Thanks for joining us for the Long Island Sound Podcast. Each week we explore new music and dive deeper with the artists and their stories behind the music. Please subscribe and rate and review us wherever you stream this podcast. Here's your host, Steve Yusko. Hi, Steve Yusko here. What a great episode. I had the chance to interview both Sam Wolf from American Idol fame and the Como Brothers. Years ago, they started a collaboration together, and it really produces some magical music. The Como Brothers were former guests, and so was Sam Wolf separately. Check into the podcast I did with both of them so you get the background and the story on them. I tell you, the Como Brothers are like the Everly Brothers, and when you get these three guys together, you think they were all brothers. So come join us in conversation, and uh, you're going to enjoy it, and you're going to hear some new songs as well. Check out this latest video from Sam Wolf and the Como Brothers called Coming Home. Southbound train to hitch a ride home back to you. I see a man, he's got a lonely face. Said somewhere you headed to. I said I'm heading past the water on a southbound train. Back to see my baby and to call her name. I know I'm going to maybe I'm coming home. I'm so excited to have three guests. I tell you, one of uh, several guests who've been really great on the uh, on the podcast. I've got Matt and Andrew Como and Sam Wolf. And thanks, guys, for being on the podcast. It's it's really exciting to have all three of you at once. And if we can manage everybody talking at the same time, it's going to be great. Well, I'll say, Steve, I'll just speak for the three of us and say it's great to be on with you. And it's like catching up with uh, any time we come on with you or talk or see you or whatever. It's, it's like catching up with an old friend, which is, no, I appreciate that. Which is cool. And it's because I'm old, right? Thanks. <laughs> you couldn't just say friend. Oh, you, had right? throw, you had to throw the old in. <laughs> so I'll tell a quick story. So it, uh, in how we all got together was through a place called Fire Island Vines went to see uh, another act uh, in Bayshore and uh, 
Angelo Christie said to me, man, if you like Gene Casey, you got to see the Como brothers. We had a great time, uh, you know, doing the podcast together. Your music is really great, turning you on to a lot of people. I talk about you guys a lot. Uh, and then you led me to Sam Wolf, uh, which is great. Uh, you know, Sam was on American Idol years ago. There's a whole story about that. And I'm proud of uh, Sam in uh, owning up to his, uh, who he is, which is a singer-songwriter and not becoming part of a boy band. Although it looks like you're part of a boy band now. Never mind. Anyway. Yeah, we, we made it happen. <laughs> we made it happen on your own terms, which is, <laughs> which, which is kind of cool. So, um, uh, so I, obviously, I encourage everybody to, to listen to uh, all these guys' music. And by the way, this is an exclusive on Spotify. So what's really nice in supporting artists out there, it's not easy. You don't make a lot from streams. But the songs that we're going to introduce today and the one that you heard coming into the program, Coming Home, uh, the guys are going to benefit from the streams. If you're a uh, subscriber, uh, paid subscriber to Spotify, you'll hear the whole song. If you're on the free Spotify, then you're going to get a teaser to the song. But I encourage you to go to Spotify and look up the Como Brothers and Sam Wolf, and you guys have done collaborative efforts as well. So what I'm really interested in letting the audience know is how did you guys connect? I mean, the Como Brothers are from Long Island. Sam, you're originally from Florida. You're up in New York now. I'll give out the address later for everybody who's trying to hunt Sam down. Uh, kidding. I'm not going to. I won't do that, Sam. Because you didn't even Go give me it. your addresses. So. Anyway. Go give him my um, apartment number. <laughs> Sam, why don't you take it? How did you guys meet? Uh, yeah, so I think we met at, uh, was doing a gig at Webster Hall in New York City, um, opening for an artist named Ryan Beatty. Um, and the Como Brothers were also opening for him. And I think we just played a show and connected afterwards. And uh, we kind of hit it off and... We played a couple shows after that. Well, I was just going to um, say, we, we actually even have, like, a picture of the moment we kind of exchanged oh, yeah. numbers. Yeah, it's, like, oh, right cool. next to Andrew. Um, yeah, let me, like, uh, let me just um, We both had, like, a really strong interest in songwriting and stuff. So I think, like, after the gig, we just kind of talked and connected. Oh, yeah, that works. That's us. Nice. Oh, wow. That's yeah, great. So that's how, how, give, give me a time frame. How long ago was that? Like 2015 or so, right? That was, no, it was the end of uh, 2014. Okay, so about nine years ago. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Crazy. So what? What was the first song that you guys collaborated on? The first one, but I yeah, mean, I think, that, I think there was only two songs that we re recorded and wrote together that that we didn't release. Mm -hmm. Right, Matt? I would say like first though, we met at that gig. And then we started to do like touring together. So we did a couple gigs around that time when, like Sam said, and then we'd done like uh, right after that, there was like a few dozen gigs, I would say, like just like right after in the year following or year or right. two mm -hmm. following, where we kind of toured around the East Coast booking gigs and having a good time playing our songs. Just like, you know, we'd, we'd go around to high schools or colleges or bars or restaurants, whatever it may be, uh, up and down the East Coast together. So, so did you guys share a promoter, or was this all pretty much organic in booking your own stuff? That was basically, I think, just us reaching out to venues and booking our own gigs, you know. Um, so we booked our own tours. We had a great time doing it and had a lot of fun. And ultimately, I think that led to us being like, hey, you know, we're all writing songs. Why don't we give it a go together? No, that's all right. No, I was saying... Um, me and Matt, we auditioned for some Beatles play. I, I literally don't even remember what the context was or what what it was about. But they, um, do you remember how we got that Matt or no? No idea. But anyway, long story short, you were saying he's a terrible actor. They gave us a couple lines, and I'm not a good actor. Like, but I feel like I could have done it. I, right. I I can't do the Liverpool accent or anything like that. But I feel like I could have at least like delivered. It was a simple line, and Matt was like. Uh, do you think we can play guitar? And like the people, <laughs> the people is like their mouths were like open. It was like three judges. They were like, it was. It was they thought it was like horrendous. I, I was like, this is bad. I think I started sweating. I was like, this is so bad. I, I well, they wanted the to speak it. like them and everything. I, I mean, I can't do that. That's it was hilarious. bad. It was really bad. I can't even like reenact what he did, but 
Hey, that's hey, that's kind of cool. You try everything. You throw you throw uh, see see what sticks against the wall. You know. Yeah, some, it was some kind of Beatles play where you like perform their songs as well. I think we got someone told us to do it. I, I don't even remember what it was about. Almost like a Beatlemania type of thing back in the old days. Yeah, it had a little bit of acting though too. But so, oh, well. so um, you never landed that another ship gone by. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like on the recording thing though, like Andrew definitely for us like brings it together and gets it to like the state where we want to release it and stuff and really cool thing about like us three working together is we have that like i don't know similar vision for a song where we all mm-hmm. sit down we seem to come up with something that we're all like really aligned to like i don't know we we just all like really vibe to a certain frequency that is like okay we got a vision for a song and we're, we're all in line with it and if an idea does is not making it or it kind of sucks we we all kind of like recognize it and it flows along the same river of uh you know well you, you know you know it's interesting and I, I, I was, <laughs> andrew's like what the hell is he what saying? Does he, no we don't do that right no <laughs> no but what's what's interesting because it's just you know the two of you and sam separately and then the three of you together it's kind of simplifies the dynamic between bandmates so to speak you know i could imagine it gets more complicated with more personalities but i'm gonna throw this to the como brothers you know, I've only seen you as as a duo uh, play a few times. Right. Do you have you ever assembled or had the uh, the interest in assembling a band, so to speak, to support what you do, or hmm. have you approached that? What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of a band, I mean, we've done a band. We don't do it often. We usually just do a duo. Um, but you know, if the gig calls for it, well, you know, we get some studio guys and. So you have guys that you can you can pull into into the the Como Brothers band, so to speak. Yeah, we got a that. Rolodex. We got a couple. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I actually know what a Rolodex is. I'll have to explain that to the youngers. In yeah. the audience. How about how about you, Sam? What's your approach with that? I mean, do you pretty much approach it as a solo artist, or? Yeah, I mean, I approach it as a solo artist, but like I'm down. I definitely enjoy playing with other people more. Like even when mm-hmm. I'm playing with Como Brothers. Um, you know, it's it's more exciting for me, but it's also like when I'm doing gigs and like, you know, I also do like private events and sure, you know, corporate things like that. It's easy for me to just do solo, but like when I'm playing like my own show, like you know, where people are buying tickets, I prefer to be with, um, you know, other musicians or a band, so to speak. But it's not right. often. I'd like to do it more. So now, let me ask you this: You you recently moved up to New York from Florida? Yeah. How is it, you know, did you know people in the, besides the boys here, the, in the music scene in New York, how are you finding that you're being welcomed? Are you, uh, you know, expanding out with um, your connections in the industry? How's that going for you? Um, I don't really know any other musicians I haven't met yet, but um, I do have a couple of friends who actually grew up with in Florida who found their way down here. Um, but they don't do music, so I guess that doesn't really... Count, and but, they don't uh, count. They don't count. Como Brothers, you know, they're not far. They're, you know, about an hour, two-hour commute. Yeah, well, um, what's, what's, what's interesting, of the artists that I've spoken to and had on the program, you know, they'll run into the city very often, either play the Iridium or uh, try to do the bitter end and, you know, mm. and work that for the door or whatever they can, they can pull in. So that seems to be, you know, a, a way to expose yourself out, you know, as far as that goes and... And then the other thing is the connection to, you know, guys who run studios. Like, uh, I think we talked about Richie Kanata. I don't know if you guys yeah. did any work with him. He's he's Billy Joel's original sax player. He's supposedly We haven't really... done any work with him. Um, we went out to his studio to check it out one time. He gave us, like, a little tour. But uh, we, we've worked in studios in the city, mainly. Um, you're probably familiar with the Hit Factory as, yep. like, a studio back in the day. And they recently... Um, Troy Germano, he had owned the studio called Germano Studios and he rebranded it as the Hit Factory again now. I think he just got, he made the announcement that they, they came out as the Hit Factory again. So, oh, really? I mean, we, we've been there. Yeah, pretty cool. Damn. I think they now own the name or whatever again, but right. um, we've been there a bunch, um, mainly in the city, um, until Andrew really started to own the process himself. And um, yeah, it's just cool. I think 
the three of us really get on where when we sit down to make a song, we always seem to get there. Um, you mentioned like the first time we wrote a song was in 2015, I think. But since then, anytime we really sit down to put our heads together, it seems like we we'll always come up with something cool. Right. The other thing that's interesting, and I, and I use the Como Brothers as really um, – kind of the example of how to approach social media and I think that's pretty exciting with what you do and I give I give most of that credit to Andrew I would say he he mostly manages our socials but but it's at least I can only give you uh, my opinion as as a, a consumer it looks like you're keeping it fresh and you're putting something out so you seem mm. to have a recipe to I think you said every Sunday you end up put, putting out a video and then yeah, it's we, usually we followed to, up with another lyric video of the same song, right? Yep. Yeah, we try to do the same time uh, every Sunday. Apparently that helps with the algorithm. Yeah, keeps it consistency. Is that you can become, you know, we're, we're both working to the same end. I mean, all of us, you know, is to get to be that shiny penny that people want to look at, you know, and become an influencer. And consistency seems, seems to be it. So let's do this. Let's just take a quick break. And we come back, uh, we'll explore more of, about your process and how you go about things. Hang with us, everybody. We'll be right back with Sam Wolf, Andrew, and Matt Como. Do you ever wonder what it's like to hear from the people who entertain us with their own original music? Hi, I'm Steve Yusko, and my new podcast, The Long Island Sound, is where I have conversations with the music makers. And boy, do I have a lot of questions. Search for The Long Island Sound wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends and remember to rate and review the show. I got to ask you this. Has there been a time with the three of you working on a collaboration, somebody brought something to the table and you just went, nah, this ain't us? Uh, one time, I think, I don't know if it was just, I think it was. And you can point people out. If it was Matt, it was you know. No, 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 no. It's, nothing that, it's nothing that anybody specifically brought in that didn't work. I just felt like we had a song, um, what was it called, Thinking or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me thinking. I don't you know. For me, thinking. I thought it was a nice song. It just didn't, like, hit me like one of the other songs we've written. Um, yeah. But... We never put it out either. We never put it out. I don't know. Well, I just, I that's the only one eye that didn't really kind of resonate the same yeah. way that the others did. All right, so who, so, so who brought really the... Oh, I'm sorry, God. No, no, who brought the bull of shit to the table? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, all did. Well, no, the painting behind Matt did. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really. You know, No, I mean, you got to fess Show up. The painting, you know, if you're going to be Show. real. Yeah, there's a painting of Central Park, actually, that that song was about. That We actually just all usually sit down blanks a lot of times blank slate and there's nothing to start with and we are all just riffing on ideas and that day in particular we were like let's write about this painting and like what's in the painting and it didn't end up working okay. out a lot of times that's how we go about it we just kind of start on a random tangent and then we're all kind of contributing to it um yeah. now is it just the three of you in the room or are there <laughs> other people no i'm serious are there other people in the room that could be influencing it or um, or is it just you know you kind of lock yourselves in and say you know we're the team here and we're approaching it yeah it's just us um i'm trying to think if there's anyone all right so there's no tatiana visitor? that's where i'm getting at you no, know? no 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 because i don't want I, I i just have this feeling she could be the yoko you know she could be the yoko <laughs> on she hasn't been no, any of the sessions i mean we have kind of like a really um I think it's such a collaboration that's such close knit between the three of us that, you know, it's really efficient when it's just the three of us and there's something special about it where, I don't know, there's never been anyone else around. So let me ask you this, and this may be an unfair question, is why aren't you guys just all one group all the time? Or is it just like you, you have distinct stuff that you want to do on your own? And maybe that's not a fair question, and, and if you don't want to answer it, that's, that's fine too, but I'm curious about that. Because it seems like you got good chemistry and it can produce great fruit. Have you? Am I throwing something out there you haven't discussed? No, you know, no. Know? I was gonna, I was gonna take it. I was, I was gonna say. I think we all just, you know, we kind of have our own thing, you know, separately and stuff like that. And when we come together, it's just a different thing. We just, we just have, okay. you know, we have similar tastes, which I think is works to our advantage. And we kind of treat it as like a uh, another identity, I guess. I don't know. 
We actually thought about putting the songs that we've written together out as a different group, but I don't think that's... It never really... I don't think... Um, yeah, you know, once you start developing a brand, it's like, you know, do I want to do I want to confuse people? I think once yeah. once once you're out there and very well established and and uh, and I got to be honest with you guys and I'm not blowing smoke smoke up your skirt. It just feels so good to connect with you guys because I feel like I'm meeting guys who really got it together that just are on the verge of really some great exposure out there. I really mean that. And it's oh, it's uh, it's it, it's. That's why I'm happy to have you on, you know, uh, again, you know, to kind of see where, where we're going with things uh, or where you're going with things. And, and uh, it's got to be so cool that, that Sam's now only like, you know, an hour train ride uh, oh, away yeah. from Manhattan, you know. Oh, it's and great. It's great because we used to have to, you know, you know, Sam remembers, Matt remembers. We had to plan flights and all that kind of stuff. So this is yeah. awesome. Right, really cool. right. How do you make it? I mean, um, you're in a pool of a lot of artists there are a lot of good singer songwriters in there i think you guys all have something special particularly when it comes to the vocals that always stands out to me um you know mr perfect pitch over there sam wolf you know uh, is great um, that's look you think he's mad now no i'm only kidding oh no man <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you, you gave me a dirty look i got it perfectly but but the vocals really stand out to me and that that's something that really kind of carries it because Hey, how many times have you seen live acts and you go, yeah, she's not, she's not, uh, yeah, she's not as good as, or he as good as they are. And, uh, right. and you guys really, you, you guys <laughs> nailed that part of it. And, and, and you're very good instrumentalists as well. Um, so it's, nice. it's, it's a good, uh, good place to start. But let me ask you this, maybe helping the other singer songwriters that you know out there who may look to you and say, wow, these guys seem to have it good. How do you, how do you network to do the tours at, in multi-states? How did, how did you guys get there and, and, uh, and continue from that? Um, I mean, I could take that one. I, I, I pretty much just reached at that time. I think that that one in particular was me, and I just kind of reached out to venues, and that's really what we're all doing now. They, Sam and Andrew have since that time, they do that all the time now, whereas I kind of like am hands-off with booking gigs. I found they're better negotiators than me with that type of stuff anyway. <laughs> so right, but right. at the time, I mean, yeah, I was just reaching out and it's just kind of self-initiative stuff where you just got to keep grinding away, doing your thing. And if you, you know, having fun doing it, then, then that's good. Um, but also I think, I think it goes hand in hand with your last question though, with, um, you know, did we think about becoming one act or whatever? I think like it's part uh, logistics like part going with the flow of whatever happens and whatever is successful like we'll make a song we'll put it out together if that song blew up i mean we'd travel around playing it and have a great gotcha. time or if you know one of the songs that we're doing on our own i mean we're, we'll always be around together and stuff so yeah i think you know what i think there's a crossroads for artists and i've seen this in in different ways and when i you know the devil at the crossroads right you know, a lot of people, they have the full-time job, they have their art, they're woodshedding their instrument, they're trying to survive, literally trying to survive with the day job, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but then as you jump into, you, you're, you're jumping off a freaking ledge when you commit to being a full-time musician is my assumption. Mm -hmm. And now it's real purposeful and you know, you're really, you're out there, when you're making that phone call to get the gig, you, you want, want the gig, gig. Right. you know? Uh, you you want to nail it, and you want to keep springboarding off what you want. But then I think there comes a time, and I, I have people in mind that I've I've interviewed where they're just hammering away. They've got something good, but they never made the break, you know. And that's where I think social media is is kind of an interesting way to expose to millions of people, literally. But they get that point at the crossroads where they say. I continue, can continue doing the nightlife or I got to do the family life. I can't do both, mm. you know, right. and I, I think that's a struggle. I hope that doesn't happen to you guys because uh, I think there's great things for you to come. But that's, that, that's got to loom over your head, I would think. And look, Andrew stopped laughing all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean, we have a love for making songs, and I've always felt that 
if you make a timeless song, people are going to want to listen to it. And right. they're going to want to hear it, and it will spread on its own. Um, and so I've just always been an advocate is if you like writing songs, just write the best song you possibly can, and people will want to hear it if it's, you know, a timeless classic. Well, let me, let me throw this question out to all of you is, and this is my perception on, you know, you guys making the ice cream cones and putting stuff out and putting the social media out and putting songs out. Maybe it's in my mind that you're doing one every two weeks and it's not the case. Do you set a goal for yourself? It's a weird question. Do you set a goal for yourself saying, hey, I want to do, I want to write 10 songs in the next 60 days or, man, it's been a while. Do you put that kind of, do you feel that kind of pressure? Is this something that's coming out of left field for me? Or do you have a goal? Do you picture yourself going down the slope as far as where you want the future to be? You know what? I want to do two more albums. I want to do X number of gigs. Do you set those kind of goals for yourself? Well, I know I know. for me and Matt, we'd love to do an album. <clears throat> we just want to get, you know, just with social media and, and YouTube and everything, we want constant content, so we just want to keep putting out singles. The pressure we put on ourselves is try to get a song out a month. You know, okay. sometimes we'll have a couple-month lull where we have to reset, but we've been doing, like, you know, 10, 12 songs a year um, for the past couple, I think three or four years, so three years. Last um, year we did eight. Yeah, some years we did eight. There was like a year we did 14. So it, it evens out to about 12. But we're trying to put the pressure on ourselves just to put a song a month out. Um, okay. You know, sometimes you don't hit it. Sometimes, you, you know, it'll be a month and a half or whatever. But, um, yeah, and then we're constantly – I said to this to Matt the other day because someone was bringing up Fortnite to us. I, didn't, I only played Fortnite once, but in Fortnite, they don't have this anymore. But I, when, like a, a I, I remember sure that they might have removed, but you could build – while, and you can build the staircase while you're walking. And I said to Matt, that's kind of feels like we were doing. Mm. It feels like, or we're like throwing pavement down in front of the car as we're going. As we're putting out the next song, where, you know, um, or working with Sam on a song and producing that, we're constantly trying to write the song that we're going to be working on in a couple months. There's constantly all these songs in different stages of done. Okay. Um, and we're constantly saying, oh, you know, we have to write something else because something else is going to be coming up in a couple months. So we're, we're, that's how we put the pressure on ourselves, basically, is what I'm trying to say. I, I've heard this from – Sam, I'm going to throw this to you. I've heard this from other songwriters that a lot of times when they're in the car or they're on, you know, they're on a, tour, a tour bus, you know, when they're in that isolation, it's a very uh, pristine or fertile ground for, for writing songs. Sam, what is – get the Como Brothers for a second. Push them away. <laughs> you can tell post, me, just what is your, hey, you know what, this is the, where I'd like to be, and this is the most, uh, where I'm most inspired to write a song. Does that make sense, that question? Uh, I would say, I don't know, it's always in some kind of small space. So, like, when I did the Idol tour, if you, whatever, several years ago, I actually wrote the majority of the EP I put out right after um, I was on the show okay. on the bus. Um, and then, I don't know, as long as I'm just like in a spot by myself where there's kind of quiet. Right. Like I thought you said you like to do it naked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what's his name? Said that? Goals for yourself. Shower or something. <laughs> yeah, John Mayer said that. Yeah. He's a, um, he's, he's a guy. We've got to keep it clean. You know, there's going to be youngsters <laughs> listening to this. Although the whole wolf pack is going like this. Yeah, <laughs> naked songwriting. Yeah. I would just say a secluded, secluded space that's quiet. But now, but now you're in New York City, right? Which is, I'm surprisingly in a very quiet space here in my one bedroom studio apartment. Cool. And um, then, and then once you get out in the street, it's ten thousand stories of exposure and activity. Was that, by the way, was that an adjustment for you to be to move from Florida and be in a a major city as far as maybe it's too early to ask you this but you know oh yeah definitely that. i mean uh, i feel like i've pretty i adapted pretty quick yep and, um, i tell you i love it i love it now i i've always looked at i used to give tours of uh when i worked for a particular factory i was the guy that would take the out-of-towners into new york city and i always loved it because i always looked at new york as 10,000 different neighborhoods. You can go one street to the next street and it's a total different character mm -hmm. to it. And that's not only in Manhattan, but Brooklyn and stuff like that. 
Uh, and there's a lot of great places to, to play in, in Brooklyn as well. So uh, anyway, yeah, I was just curious how, how you approach it. Let's talk about the next song. We're going to do a Como song now, right, because we did a wolf, a wolf song. So, Matt, let's what do, do you want to do next? <clears throat> um, I would say let's do, let's the new do single. our new one. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, Someone Who Loves Me. All right, do you want to tell a little story behind that? before we um, let the audience hear it? I mean, there's not much of a story. It's just, you know, it's just wanting to find someone, you know. That's basically it. <laughs> and you wrote you wrote that, Andrew, right? Yeah. Who wrote the lyrics? Um, this was all was Andrew, the, this one. So. Yeah, I knew it was the lonely guy. It was the, the lonely, lonely guy. guy. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um, you know, I'm, we're super proud of it, how it came out, and, you know, we hope, we hope you listeners like it. All right. Someone Who Loves Me. Check it out, everyone. We'll be right back after the song. We're not here forever. It goes by like a song. You open up your eyes and another year is gone. I'm tired of the small talk. I want it to be long. I want to find someone who loves, loves me. Oh, yeah. Losing time in the pouring rain under the you but it's dark as night they tell me wait until Okay. Hey, everybody. We're back with the Como brothers, Matt and Andrew, and along with Sam Wolf from American Idol. Oof, I was so excited when I first had you come on the program. You know, I knew now that. Now you're like, ah, oh, he's boring. Yeah, he's just a regular guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask you this. So you, you fall into a certain pattern of likable, I would call it a little bit on the pop side, would you say that, music? Sure. Like, uh, yeah, he pulls it off. It? Is there any, anybody can answer this question, is there any urge to say, you know what, I really want to explore my blues roots or I want to explore more of um, a different style uh, 
and are you covering that and do you have that in mind when you write a song how's that for a question um, for me i'll oh, go ahead yeah. sam, go ahead. no, go no ahead. sam go no i was just gonna say yeah i mean for me at least the last couple maybe two or three songs i've written and put out i was definitely inspired a lot by country so i was trying to pop country i should say i was definitely like well, leaning well, in that country is pop now anyway yeah i guess so so you moved into that how about you andrew um, no, I was just going to say, you know, we're not afraid to, you know, experiment on something. I think 2020, especially, we were kind of, maybe we did a little bit of a bluesy song or, but I, but I think recently we're, we're kind of, every time we do it, we're like, can we write a song that's authentic to us and real and something that we can actually sing? But can we make it in a way that, you know, how many people can we bring in with, with this song? Okay. So the aim for at least the past two years. I mean, it, that always has been kind of the aim, but even more focused now, like every time we said, how big can we make the net to catch as many fish as we can? And that's always the goal. Um, but, you know, we kind of, if we have a certain influence or a certain genre we're, we're specifically liking, we, we might try to infuse that net with that a little bit. Right. You know, I would, my assumption would be that you reach that point in your career where you can do no wrong type of thing you know what i mean mm -hmm. not worried about the money coming in you're you're in demand okay you know you, you'll finally I, I really think you'll get to that point where it's like yeah i can i'm comfortable enough that my audience isn't going to freak out where i would think now in the momentum of going up the hill excuse the analogy is that you're staying true to your brand and what's you know what you're known for but I guess my thought process is, and this is from a guy who knows nothing about the music industry, you don't want that to get stale either. You know, you don't want it to be, well, that sounds like their last 10 songs. Right. You know? Or maybe you do. I don't know. Um, I, I think the only common denominator is you got to just, you know, and something we're, we're, you know, I think all of us are guilty of the occasional song that's not authentic. But I think, you know, the stuff that we put out, you got to put stuff out that's authentic. I think that's the common denominator between all the songs in terms of, you know, you got to mean it. It has to mean it, and it, you know, I think so, at least. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. I, I, think, I, I think when you're vulnerable and you have a certain transparency to who you are and you put that in your song, that's what I see as a common denominator with very successful artists, that, that the audience can say, I, 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 they feel me, you know, in, right. in their song and, and vice versa. Um, you know, it's interesting. But then let me ask you this. I may, I may have asked you this in the past, but do you start out as a younger singer-songwriter than you are now as a I position? This is about, you know, the Taylor Swift stuff, you know, it's I, 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 you know, not diminishing her, how great she is at it. But then do you start rolling into becoming more of a storyteller? Maybe you're doing that when you look at a painting. And then do you go into creating characters that are so different than yourself in the song. How's yeah. that for a question? Boy, I'm, well, no, I think I'm on question. my game today. That's great. I think, I think you're, you're going in, you're going into Matt's school of thought. He likes to, yeah. you know, you could take it, Matt. I mean, you could, what were you going to say? I don't know. <laughs> <I'll> just... <laughs> we're going to have him fight. This is great. I've been waiting for this moment. Let's hear it. <laughs> He's like, well, what did you mean by that? I don't know. I should, <laughs> What was I even the question? No, I want to know what you're thinking. No, I, 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 I think that Matt. Well, I don't even know if it's true, so maybe it's. I don't, I don't know. He's Say back. It. He's back. That's called back. No, I'm not even backtracking. I, what was? <laughs> I'm so guilty. The question. All right. You I'll said move. what was my school of thought? I yeah, you said no, but yeah. what was the question, Steve? Go ahead, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get it. The question was, do you move from a position as a songwriter, as a younger songwriter, from the I position? to the outward position in creating characters and working stories that are totally not you, but true to your feelings. And then you said, how, well, am, I, how am I funny? How am I funny to you? <laughs> like a clown, Mac? That's, that's what it felt like, right, Sam? Sam, look, Sam's recoiling now. He's like, oh, God, here we go. I don't know. You know, no, I, you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rescind. I have no idea right, what fine. I'm going to say. No, I, I mean... Basically, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm always just trying to write the song that comes to me in the moment. I'm not thinking of a genre. I'm just trying to think of how can I write the best song that I can. It, 
you know, I think if you look at the songs we've put out, even you know, in even in the last year or so, um, songs Sam has put out. I mean, I feel that way about all of us that we're just trying to write the best song that we can, and it's doesn't matter if it's in a genre that we are wanting to be in or not. It's really just like, hey, this is me in that moment, and can I make the best thing possible? You know, yep. like you know, I think there are songwriters that sit down and get intrigued by a book they read and do research and say, you know, I'm going to write a song about whatever, and they get purposeful about it where it seems as though what I'm hearing from you guys is, you know, the muse strikes me and I want to develop that muse to write the best song that I can, as opposed to the opposite. And I'm just trying, I'm trying to understand the songwriting yeah. process of those that I've spoken to say, you know what, I got so intrigued by um, the Native American and this particular plight of this person. I researched it. I learned a hell of a lot and I'm writing in their persona. Um, I'm not trying to have you guys undo well, who you are, but that, it's just interesting to me as far as how that gets just different ways of writing songs. Yeah, like actually, so. you know, one of the songs that we were thinking of sharing with you today is called Rolling Down the Road. And it's okay. kind of actually just me like getting into character of what this guy had, had a really bad day. Oh, and, yeah, uh, I'm, I remember that song, yeah. Yeah, and he's just having a bad day and he's, you know, going through all the, the terrible things that happened to him during the day and he just keeps rolling on down the road. Um, you know, so so that was a good we, example of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we could get into character and stuff, but ultimately, it's like, all right, what are we feeling is the most cool thing that we can do right now? That's going to be, I don't know, fun to play and then fun for the audience to get involved with too. Just something we would have liked to listen to if we, you know, but when also we were I'm going like, to cut Matt off. Just even when even when we do that, you know, even when mm -hmm. we make a character and it's. You're, we're still singing about something that we, that you're singing about something that you feel. You know what I mean? Like, mm. rolling down the road is about this guy that gets run off the road and breaks his leg and a dog bites him. But it, it's 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 still about you where you feel like, you, you, you know, even with the music thing, you're trying to go forward and you're always, you feel like you're on the edge of something, but you're never grabbing it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and you keep getting knocked down, but you keep rolling down the road. You know, you didn't get your, you know, your your car run off the road, but... It's still oh, you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But Andrew yeah. did get bit. <laughs> I did get bit by a dog, yeah. Hey, let me let me turn the coin on you, though. Have you written a song or you come out with a song and, and you're in your circle of loved ones and they go, you wrote that about me. Did, or did you write, did that influence that time I was reaming you out? I mean, did, does that ever happen to you where somebody, go, you know, projects themselves into your music? And, and oh, I'm not... I'll, Hundred yeah. percent, all the time. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, my dad, my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you got to break the news. No, it's about girlfriend. Uh, it's about us. Uh, it's about um, Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that an inside joke? No, wait a minute. We're it's a random name. So now, any of your fans named Melanie are going to be like, I knew it. <laughs> by the way, by the way, yeah, well, that's so, the goal. Well, I mean, we're playing as many gigs as we can, with armed with the best songs that we can write, and just trying to organically grow the following and make connections with people, and then hopefully they'll come along for the ride with us, with Sam, with all of us to. And then sometimes we're lucky enough to run into someone like you, Steve, and you try. Oh, to... here we go. No, no, you try well, to thanks. amplify it outside of the gig, like we're doing now, which is great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's, it's funny because it's it's I, I, you touched on one of these things where you, you were telling me that you, you get some some coinage for doing 30 second reels, you know. Right. Uh, so, you know, we're all trying to be influencers. He's got his doll with him. OK, great. Baby Yoda. That's Baby Yoda, right? <laughs> all right excellent. All right. I should have brought props, but all I got is my Guinness. Hang on. <laughs> Getting that attention out there. Um, What's, what I find interesting about social media, you see all the, uh, I don't know if you've seen this bass player, Ellen or something. She's like a 10-year-old prodigy. Unbe unbelievable. Oh, I thought you were talking about the general. My point being is you see these reels where, you know, they're, they're playing the drums, they're doing these crazy licks and stuff like that, and it's over, and they're getting a lot of, they're getting a lot of play. 
but my question is, where's the depth in it? So I think the figuring out the formula to get, hey, this is the shiny lure to come see Sam Wolf or the Comor Brothers, and now taking it a step further to further expose your music. That's where I think YouTube and, and you know, deeper, uh, you know, seeing more of your music and pointing them to Spotify, which is what we're doing here, is, is key, you know? Oh, 100%. I think there is a whole uh, a business out there of people trying to teach you how to be great social media places, and, and you're buying their courses. They're like the, the late-night real estate courses, you know, make millions in real estate. Yeah, I know you made millions, but you're really making millions over teaching people how to make millions on real estate. You know? Hey, I exactly. fell for that. I, I just don't even know why. It's like 80% of me hates it. 20% of me knows I have to do it. So I try my best to, you know, be active, do my thing. But, like, yeah. it's so, like, oh, even, like, right now, it's just, like, so fake and, like, so <laughs> fucking ridiculous <laughs> that I just do what's what's what no what what oh you mean doing the social media just social media in general yeah just having to like you know so you're saying I totally just... this interview <laughs> yeah. well, excuse me you know, right it, now. it was it was really nice having you guys he's go, he goes yeah. crazy he goes i can't, I can't check no, it i know what he's saying though i know what he's saying I, you know it's no i didn't mean to like lose my mind right? but you know what i mean like it's like no this yeah. is good this is going in the teaser <laughs> It's like I know no, I have but, to do it, and there's a way to do it authentically, you know. Yeah. But like, at the same time, there's just so much that I see, or you know, that's it's there bullshit. that makes me like bullshit. not want to do it. Yeah, right, it, it looks right. it looks like bullshit. You know what? It is? It, I heard this guy on Sunday he was telling he goes, you know, this whole social media, it builds up envy of you know you're seeing everybody at their pristine best with the best cocktail. When you reach my age, you start taking pictures of food. I think it's freaking crazy. It never looks as good on social media as when you're eating it okay it's like Never. it's like pictures of sex of yourself you think you look great you don't look great don't ever photo don't ever photograph yourself having sex okay <laughs> whether you're alone or with a person that's my advice to you okay alone. it'll build the brand for a minute and that'll be it but um no but it, it's i agree i agree with you 100 percent, sam it, it can put up that false notion of everything's great all the time and blah 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 uh, that's part of selling, you know, that's the Dolly Parton, you know, I'm not trashy, but I, I don't mind getting dressed up trashy, you know, it's mm -hmm. a whole, there's a whole aspect to it. How do you be true to yourself yet? You're on, you know, type of crap to, yeah. um, right, to put right. it out. So I, I feel for you on that, you know, or you take a mustache and throw it on a guy and tell him to be the waiter in the video. And that works for you. <laughs> Look, I mean, some things right. that, you know, we have a good time doing, I find it it's sometimes hard to find an authentic voice on social media um, and just having that authentic voice come out come through on your presence online is like its own talent and its own thing you know because ju just cultivating that speaking to a camera and being able to do that I don't feel like I do that well and that's something I have to work on but I'd rather just be playing my bass and you know writing my song, whatever, and sometimes, yeah, like, you feel that 80-20 thing that Sam was talking about, where it's like, I know I gotta be doing it, you know? But, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's, it's like going to the dentist for you, you know? It's I actually like the dentist way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like being on podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Oh, we love being like... on your podcast, yeah. This is no, great. I love okay. the podcast, yeah, but it's like, because this, we can just be ourselves naturally. You don't have to really... Well, you know what? what's what's interesting, too? I was, I was watching this video on one of the fastest-growing podcasts. It's a dad who shows you how to do dad stuff around the house, how to tie a tie, how to fix a sink. And they're not the best videos, but they're, there's a need for them. Mm. And millions, mil millions of views, because he found a niche that people, wow, I really, I really like that. And that's what I think oh. it is. It's finding that audience, and you know what? Letting your guard down, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think even more than the music, well, like, the second thing that we might be known for online is a series that Andrew did cause, called What the Hell is Going On Here? And people come up to Seriously? Andrew, and they, yeah, they come up to him, and they're like, are you doing a What the Hell is Going On Here right now? You know, like... like I, I gotta do more. I, got, I haven't done it in a little while, but... 
And you, you know what? That, that could be another but, lore that leads you in. I agree. Yeah, it's like an authentic voice that Andrew developed through this little series where it's like, oh, okay, this is like a cool little thing that catches on with people for whatever reason. You know, people just like seem to like it. So there's things so like that that definitely work. I have a marketing friend I used to work with who was doing average guy this, testing cars out and stuff like that. And he goes, right. you know what took off? When I started, I mean, this is no bullshit. When he's talking about shaving and hair care products for your face. And he goes, I don't know why, but that whole genre of, of him using different razors, different lotions and stuff like that just took off. And he goes, I, I would never have thought there was an, an audience for that. So maybe that's an answer, you know, as far as, you know, Sam, if you got to do these things, you know, like, oh, this sucks. But if there's a way you could be Sam and talk about your experiences, you know, particularly, you know, it's almost like writing a, um, a video or social media diary as you go, you know, and, yeah. and letting your hand down and say, you know what, by the way, I know this looks like a glamorous life when I'm on stage, but I can tell you the great doubt I have every day when I wake up to do this and I'm projecting on you or, you know, I don't know. Until find something that works. I, I, right. I think you got to do what, <clears throat> what you enjoy doing because I think people could sniff out. Oh, uh, absolutely. If you're, you know, if you're being inauthentic. If you're uh, phoning it in, so to speak. Phoning yeah. it in. And even like, like your example, Steve, like I think that would work if someone wanted to do that. If someone felt like they were like forcing themselves to be like, I need to be vulnerable. I think something that's actually oh, right. lacking. I think something that's actually lacking today is uh, mystique in an artist. I, th I forget who was saying mm. this recently, but. Um, oh, you know, there's point. not as much like Michael Jackson or Prince, like, what is he doing? What is that guy? Um, and I think that if, if your thing is like, like Matt doesn't like talking to the camera, I think that could work. It, you know, it, it, I think it, it all boils down to the song really, but, yeah. but, uh, I could be wrong. I have no, you know, what the hell do I well, know? Well, that's, you know, <laughs> that, that's, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, also drawing people into your live performance is I can't catch that in a video anywhere, but the live performance to me, and maybe because my eyes are there right now, I'm looking for different things. One, I'm looking for how bandmates communicate with each other because I'm envious of how, how they do that, how they communicate. You know, sometimes it's dramatic and it's like, you're taking it, you know, whatever. But I tell you, even this past Sunday, you know, my, uh, Mike Nugent, Mike wouldn't mind me saying this, Mike has been a side guy for decades. And he's watched frontmen be frontmen, okay? So he knows how to do it. And I said, Mike, now you're the frontman. He goes, yeah, I know how to do this. I just haven't done it. And he was the frontman, and he brought other artists with him that were just, we had a, a guy who played mandolin, fiddle, and electric guitar, and he did the Grateful Dead stuff. And this guy was great. And, and Diane Lotney I spoke about earlier. And then uh, Ed Travis get up, and he's a, uh, like a Jimmy Buffett guy. He does Jimmy Buffett all over the place. And he's a very gregarious guy, and he knows how to, to engage the audience and, and you know, make everybody feel like you're in, you're in his living room. You know, there's an art to that. So I'll keep on pounding the gospel of you got to see these guys live. You can't just do this. Right. And, and, and scroll up and see 15 seconds and say, yeah, I get I got Sam Wolf. I know what he does. No, you don't because you've never seen him live mm -hmm. or you guys, too. And uh, I know I'm kind of preaching to the audience here. But and also these how these are how the artists make their money today because you're not making it on streaming unless it's a miracle from God that all of a sudden something takes off and somebody decides, you know, Toby Keith's going to use your song and you go, hey, thanks, you know, uh, and you're in the money, you know, so. Right. You know, and the other thing is, is selling merch, which is really kind of weird, you know, um, but you do what you got to do. Right? Sam, I want to get to one of the songs you brought to the table called Worst Thing. Can you tell us a little bit about it and we'll let the. Uh, are you with me? Come on. You got the frown face on. <laughs> I'm here. OK, he's pissed. <laughs> All right. If if it's OK with you, Sam, can you tell us a little bit about the song? If you don't want to, I'll get one of the other guys to tell us about this song. There you and go. then we'll let the audience hear it. Go ahead. No, worst thing I wrote. The song honestly just came out. It was one of those, like, it hasn't happened since, two years later. Um, 
where the whole thing kind of just happened. You know, like I was just, just poured like, out, poured out. I had the guitar. I was just you know strumming on to a chord progression, and the lyrics were just coming out. Um, and it's funny because I've been in a relationship since then, and the hardest part was explaining to my girlfriend that it wasn't about her. <laughs> gotcha. Because it's, you know, the line is losing you is the worst thing I ever did. Um, and she's like, oh, are you talking about a past relationship? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not that. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It honestly just came out. Just a feeling. I was feeling down, like I said. And, you know, cool. I was just. So sometimes those are the most therapy for me. So, you know, it's one of those uh, had to get it out, whatever it was. All right. So let's listen to Worst Thing. We'll be right back after the song. Everybody check it out. Uh, the song is called Worst Thing. Um, check it out on Spotify, iTunes, Sam Wolf Music, 2-O-W-O-O-L-F. Got a few songs out. Um, I hope you like this one. Thank you, thank you. I know, you know, 
Hey. I will say, I want to say it on air that I love that song, Worst Thing, and I think it's a awesome, awesome job, awesome song. No, oh, thanks, bro. Nice. Thanks, thanks for bringing that to the table. So tell me, um, Sam, what do you got coming up in the near future as far as gigs and uh, you going on the road or what's happening? Uh, I've been doing a couple shows here and there in the city. Like I said, I do private corporate events on the side, so those are kind of like you know my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So to speak. Um, yeah, man. I mean, for me, I the mo- I enjoy the uh, you know the the Sam Wolf shows, you know, the ticketed or whatever, you know, where I'm playing my own music, um, like you know, like last or what two Sundays ago, what we did with the Como Brothers at Rockwood. Um, you ever We're think of doing another one of those together? You ever think of doing uh, the bitter end? Uh, we did in the past. What was it? Probably five years ago. Yeah, yeah you should we do. Come there. I think cool. I think Richie Canada does an open mic on Monday nights. Yeah, he oh, does. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'd be a, he'd be a good guy to connect to. He's uh, yeah, pretty sharp um, guy. Yeah, bitter end. Arlene's Grocery. I actually reached out to recently, but they. So what do we have coming up, fellas? So you like the glass thing I did? <laughs> Okay. We have uh, Fire Island Vines coming up on uh, April 8th. Which, okay. what, what is that, a Saturday? Um, and then we have uh, April 16th, we're playing the Long Island Hall of Fame in Stony Brook. Oh, yeah, Long Island Music and Entertainment Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's a Sunday. And then we have a couple songs coming out. Um, Love Will Come Around is coming out on April 2nd. And okay. we have Take Another Piece of My Heart on April 30th. So, uh Keep a lookout for that. Nice. All right. I so, which... as I'm like writing songs, I I was thinking about this, and Andrew was saying how, hey, we have like a certain quota. We're trying to like pressure ourselves to get songs mm-hmm. and stuff. But at the same time, I'm also like of the mindset of recent a lot in the last like year. I'm like I'm not gonna write unless I really feel like I'm gonna be grabbing that guitar and picking mm-hmm. it up and making it so I called to it. Okay. If I'm like strumming along, making these like, random ideas, and it's not coming out. I'm just gonna put it down, you know. Um, whereas when I was younger, I was just powering through, making the song from front to end, no matter what. Right. And there's a place for that also. But just recently, right. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna wait till it comes. And when it comes, it's been a lot better. I think Andrew could attest. Well, um, I, I, I was gonna say, I think we're just better at knowing when something is not going anywhere and throwing it out. Right. So I think there's just less time wasted on finishing songs that are crap. I think we just, you know, we end up axing them before it gets to that yeah, point. Yeah, it's part it's part of the editing process, I would assume. You know, you can you can throw a lot on the plate, but the editing is the key to to make it come together. And I look right. the same way with podcasts. I found myself, oh, I'm gonna do it weekly. Am I gonna get a guest? I was very fortunate to get guests, and now I'm backed up where I have several mm. in the can, so to speak. Nice. So it, take, it takes that pressure off, but then it's also, you know, I want to do a quality show. I really want to do, and mm. now I'm, I'm fine. You, you put different demands upon yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. I usually yeah. had a guest. So that's one thing I wanted to throw out there, and then the other thing was just like, you know, with the three of us, I feel like Sam's like our brother, you know, we've nice. known him for so long, and I really feel that way, Sam, where it's like, your family and we just get along so well that the songs keep flowing and we work really well together but we also have good hangs and stuff so yeah you know you're gonna see a lot of good stuff coming from us as well yep, absolutely you know what i could tell that just being and it's back to seeing you guys live in your presence um you know i i bust balls a lot and i try to get people to to say terrible things and matt you didn't you, you didn't grab the bait so uh you know on the conversation that we had so that's a nice skill and and continue with that um guys and i said this early on uh, i feel like you know i'm meeting paul mccartney when he was in the cave at, with the cavemen you know uh, you know they're early, they're oh, early thanks, the first thing no seriously because you you've got something that's going and the fact that you know what you can polish anything up on a video and in a studio. When I see somebody live and they got it, that that's the hook to say, you know what, there's talent there, you know, and they're working the crowd and doing it. And, uh, mm. and uh, you know, it's, it's, you're not born with that. It's something that you develop. So I know all three of you put a lot of hard work into it. So uh, Thanks. Uh, I'm going to look at my orb now and I see nothing but, but bright skies ahead and, and uh, a staircase that's, awesome. that's going to be built before you. So there you go. Uh, with that, until until next time, 
Everybody, thanks for joining us. Please look up the Como Brothers, C-O-M-O, and Sam Wolf, and I think you'll be surprised. Take care, fellas. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Until next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Peace.